time once again for Sports Sidebar, covering sports for Northeast Ohio and sometimes even a little outside that area. Sports Sidebar, where we prove that a little knowledge is dangerous, but even less knowledge makes it a little easier to fill an hour. Now on to our hosts, Captain Bill and Dave. And good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. And uh, Captain Bill is out of town, sitting in his Tim, and it's almost, it's almost baseball time. And, uh, well, Tim's are, are not only, not only is it almost baseball time, it's almost basketball playoff time. And Tim follows uh, basketball where generally I don't, although the Cavs have been pretty fun to watch this year, Tim. Oh. Yes, they have been uh, terrific. Oh, you got the you're on three. Okay, there you go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> the, yeah, the Cavs have been the surprise of the NBA, and the fact that they've done it with so many injuries. Imagine driving your six cylinder car with four cylinders not operating, oh, okay. and still being able to get and still places. being able to get places. Yeah, it, it's just it's amazing. It's cost them. Oh, I mean, at one point they were a game and a half out of top seed. Las Vegas uh, before the season began. Back in October, I would think it would be they they started November. <clears throat> said the Cavs would win 22 games mm-hmm. with unprecedented injuries. They've won 43, I yeah. believe. Yeah, it's crazy in an 82 game se- series. It's been wonderful to listen to their games on the radio or watch on TV. It's just uh, they're a Cinderella story, and uh, <laughs> you know what? Regardless of what they do in the playoffs. No matter whether it's one game or whatever, even if they get blown out, they made it to the playoffs at the very least. Well, they have a winning season record, guaranteed. Think how good they're going to be next year and the year after. Most of their players are under twenty-five. If we don't have these injuries now, uh, who are we getting back before the playoffs? Do we know? Mobley's Supposedly, out. Mo- well, Mobley was on the bench last night. Um, this is being recorded on uh, Tuesday. Monday, on, yeah, Monday. Monday, and he was uh, on the bench for the Cavs game last night, or yesterday afternoon. Which they lost. Yeah. Which they lost, barely, to the best team in the East. Uh, so he, he they say, might be ready for, if not Orlando on Wednesday, maybe, I think they're playing Brooklyn on Friday. Uh, down to three games left. Again, this is being recorded on, on Monday, what is it, the 4th? Monday the 4th, yeah. Okay, of April. But the thing is, they've been fun, and they're young. The old man on the team... Is a uh, is Kevin Love who's yeah. thirty three who we couldn't wait to get rid of but couldn't I don't know where they'd be without him this year yeah because well he's taking a different role than what he was taking before he's, he's off the bench off the bench I think it gives him more rest time and it gives him he's watching what's going on he's getting excited about what's going on he comes out and he absolutely does some amazing contributing he defends better than I thought he would. Yeah, I think of him as a shooter, but he's uh, the Cavs' future is just. Uh, I'm wondering with this core, uh, uh, Allen Mobley. I don't know if, you, if they resign uh, Sexton, who's out for the year with a leg injury. I think they have a chance that if they keep growing, in three or four years, contending for an NBA championship. Now, Allen, he's out with an injury as well. Yeah, he went up to dunk. <laughs> Uh, and uh, fractured a finger. Okay. Because he came down too hard on the rim. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> There's really not a whole lot to say because with, within a week, the Cavs season will probably be over. 
uh, week, week and a half. Uh, if they do go to the play-in series, that's a one-game series. They have to win. Then they get a second play-in game, and if they win that, then they get to go on to a best of seven it's, series. Because it's different. I mean, it used to be just the top eight would battle it out. Top six, and now it's the top ten. Oh, it is. It was just but the top seven, six? eight, nine, ten are are, are one game a play. One, a double elimination in the sense. Seven plays ten, and eight plays the ninth ranked team. And whoever wins that game, they play each other. And whoever wins that second play in game goes on to play. I would assume the number one. I would. I would assume the number one. Yeah, because they would be. Technically, the lowest seed. But all I can say is the Cavs have really given a lot of fun to read about and watch and listen. And uh, I'm more pumped about the Indians. The big uh, now the big three. What I mean the the, the big guys. I mean the, the Alan uh, Mobley. I'm not a real big fan of Laurie Marketing. He's the softest six eleven center forward I've ever seen. If he's not shooting threes, he tries to lolly. You know just. Flip the wall up uh, at the rim rather than slam it home. Okay. You know, he's 240 pounds, 6'11", almost 7 feet. That should be he, pretty he intimidating. Play, he plays like a 6'5 like a forward. Okay. He's just he's too passive. Maybe that's well, a good But has that changed it. the game in many ways because how teams have to play them? Well, the, the Cavs are playing old-fashioned basketball like the 80s and 90s where you have big, big men that protect the rim. The, K- K- the NBA today is shooting threes. And the, the little guys, the little fast guys. The guys are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". Yeah, the little, uh, yeah. Well, the, 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 for them, that's what, that's that's average height anymore. I remember Barry, Barry's world, and there were these two guys, just average guys in there. Mm-hmm. They, they were standing up, like, they were like, you can see knees of the guys. Everyone was pointing up, isn't that the guy they call Shorty? <laughs> you know, just... It's a different world. The Cavs are trying to go turn the <clears throat> clock back, and it works. And when they're healthy, I, I heard somewhere that the Cavs' big three, out of eighty some games, have played <laughs> together like nine games. Is that it? Nine or ten games. One of them has always been hurt, or they're starting five. That's what it was. Oh, they're starting five. Okay. But still, out of eighty eighty two games or eighty one games so far, no, I, I guess it's been seventy nine <laughs> games. They they played less than ten games. Because the full, always the full starting them. front. Yeah, the, the normal starting five. I mean, Sexton, somebody's hurt all Sexton the time. Sexton started out being hurt, didn't he? No, he, he, finish, he played he the like eight, ten, nine, ten, eleven games, something okay. like that. He got hurt in November. Now, he's the guy that, like last year, that we said we had to keep, but they didn't max his contract. Well, he wasn't up yet. He's up at the end of this year. He's a restricted free agent, which means anybody in the NBA can offer him anything they want. And the Cavs have first chance can match to match it. it or mm-hmm. not match it and let him walk. You think they'll do that? 24 points a game is kind of hard to give up, oh, especially okay. now yeah. that uh, you've got uh, Garland as your point guard. Normally, Sexton had been a point guard, but since Garland is now taking over for the Cavs at point and doing spectacularly, Colin, if he's resigned, will probably be a two guard, a shooting guard. Okay, he'll change position just slightly. And because shooting is what he how, does. How best. much longer is Love with us? His contract uh, when? One more year. One more year. Another thirty million. Well, you know, as far as basketball terms, he kind of earned it this year. I'd be happy to have thirty thousand. Well, yeah, but wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? But uh, the Cavs are are interesting. They're a deep team. I like this new kid, Moses Brown, the seven two center. He's played for four NBA teams. Uh, he's uh, I'm just looking here. He's twenty two <laughs> years old. He's fast. He's he defends. 
He can run the floor, and he's good offensively. I don't know why he's been on the Cavs are his fourth team. He keeps getting released. Right. And he does. He's 22. He's you remember Pete Franklin, the yes. com- famous uh, radio talk show host in Cleveland, yeah. used to say two things about sports. In baseball, you can't cannot teach heat, and in basketball, you cannot teach height. Yeah. This guy's 72 and he's 22 years old. He's a baby. Almost 250 and, and, pounds. And is his fourth team at 22? Yeah. He was released originally. I'm, I, I know he was with a Texas team, either Dallas or Houston. But the Cavs are his fourth team. He's, the last three, he's been on 10-day contracts. And they keep him 10 days and release him. Well, the Cavs signed him, uh, Moses. Uh, they did two, ten, <coughs> two, two, ten Moses days. Moses Brown. In the second one, they just made it for the rest of the year. Okay. So... Uh, we've got another guy, player, a forward center at 6'9", Dean Wade, who is out for the year. He had another injury. He had a leg injury, I believe it was. I think he has a torn ACL. But the Cavs, fantastic, way above what anybody expected this year. No matter what happens, it's been a delight. The Cavs are someone to watch next year. Now, what is it you think that brought them all together? It couldn't be just Bickerstaff. I think he had a lot to do with it and the culture surrounding it. He came with it. He talked to them privately, obviously, about this plan to go with the three big guys. We're going to turn back the clock. We're going to protect the rim and give guards and the a small forward a chance to play on the perimeter. So we'll have both inside and outside. But basically, I think what he sold to them is it's you, it's us against the world. Everybody will laugh at us. You're trying to turn back the clock to the 80s with the big men instead of just the shooters. Yeah. What if we do it? What if we keep, what if we keep the scoring on the Cavs? We're top five in minimal points allowed in the end, whole NBA for most of the season. Yeah. That's good. They were like 29th last year. Uh, I think he sold a philosophy and he talked about team and caring about each other. And they really act, if you listen to the interviews between the players, like they're standing up like a family. Uh, like they're all brothers. But it isn't just, yeah, and it isn't just slowing down the game. That's what Mike Fratello did a lot. He just slowed down the game because he felt they couldn't compete the, with a fast game. So he just slowed down, down the well, game. Well, Cavs but, believe in the, get, playing tight defense yes. and getting rebounds and running the floor. But once they I mean, get if you, set up... If you win the rebounds battle, then chances are you're going to win because you're rebounding on both ends. Well, you hope, if, if, theoretically. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. And so if you rebound, if you win the rebound battle, you, you got a good chance to win that game. When the Cavs don't have two or three of their big guys, their seven-footers in there, it's like a different basketball team, and that's tough. That's why they, <laughs> been about, they've won about as many games as they lost since the All-Star break. And I don't know why they call it halfway through, because yeah. it's it's really it's like fifty five, sixty games in an eighty two game season. To right. Me, it's like the two thirds break, but uh, the Cavs. It have, almost makes more sense to do it then, as far as giving most guys a break and a breather. And why don't they do it in January move? instead of mid February? Early January have the All Star break. That would be after forty two, forty one games. Yeah. Um. Good question. Um, There's so many things in life I don't understand anymore. I, you know, they don't want to fight the NFL in their playoffs, probably. Well, I, I think it's a Super Bowl. They don't want to try to compete. Except the Super, Super Bowl is now in the in the second week in February. It was the first week. Now it's in the second week in I February. Know. I don't know what the, I've never heard any rationale for that, but 
the Cavs are going to be terrific uh, long term, looking for the next two or three years. And they've got an owner that will spend. And unlike baseball, there's a salary cap in basketball, and I believe there is in football too, but not baseball. Baseball, that's a different subject. Our poor, oh, I call them the G-Tribe, so only yeah. half the population gets mad at me and gets offended. There you go. Guardian now, before tribe. we leave basketball, that, yeah. that reminded me, uh, the owner has, since his stroke, has really not been heard from at all. His he? son has kind of taken over. I think he's behind the scenes. It's, it's a better thing because... Uh, Gilbert tended to be too a, a little authoritarian. He had well, to not only that, if it didn't go the way he wanted, he just started firing people. And you you can't you cannot create in any any business. Let's say you're a manager of a business or a company where you hire employees. You can't have a rah rah you know positive upbeat attitude when you're always down on people and screaming at people all the time. There's got you got to be professional and do the job, but there's got to be a sense of togetherness and calmness and resolve. And Gilbert was just a micromanager, <clears throat> yeah. and he was reactionary. You're right about that. Uh, and today's athletes, whether you love it or hate it, maybe you wish things would be like it used to be 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, but it ain't. It's 2022. People think differently. They're more sensitive. If you, those are your players, you've got to refl- your management style has to reflect the lifestyle of the players you still have to be the boss but you can't be a jerk yeah screaming and yelling that just that won't cut it in sports or won't cut it in fast food restaurant or yeah, any, in, any, in any, any business, business. any right. business because they'll just walk out yep especially right now when there's other opportunities elsewhere not as many opportunities if you're a professional athlete but still yeah. you know uh, but if they're all hmm. think the same way you're going to lose as an owner because nobody will want to play for your team right wow Anything? Uh, so, what are you looking at for the for the playoffs? I think they'll have a one game play in, and it just totally depends on who they play. I think they have a fifty fifty chance of winning. Jared Allen should be back for the play in, and sh- <clears throat> the play in is a week from tomorrow, Tuesday. A week from from Tuesday. Okay, yeah, today's Monday the the fourth. It's Tuesday the twelfth. Is that what it would be? The yes. The la- final game of the NBA regular season is this coming Sunday. And then they take a day off, and the play-ins immediately begin on Tuesday, the one-game play-ins. Okay. And the play-ins, those four teams in each division have to settle those games, maximum two games, and then a couple days off, and then the weekend after they start the regular Why playoffs. is basketball playoffs so long? It's, we've always kind of called it the third season of basketball. Complicated. I mean, long. It's a seven-game series, just like baseball. Well, I mean, but it goes. I mean, it starts in. Why did they create all the levels to keep the excitement going for fan interest? But but it goes until what? Almost June. Yeah. No big deal. They have a lot more days off. Baseball, you play like twenty-eight of thirty games at yeah. thirty days in a month. Yeah. Twenty-seven, something like that. Basketball, if you're busy, you have four games in a week. Usually, it's three. But in the playoffs, and it just you, takes longer. You have you have at least a day off between each game, at least that. I would think. Yeah. I don't think they play back to backs in the playoffs, in in basketball. No, they don't. Yeah. All right. It was just the Cavs should serious. be great. And if you liked them this year, they've they probably had more injuries as any NBA team, and it's just it's critical injuries. Like I said earlier, six cylinder car. Imagine driving on only two cylinders. You wouldn't be moving very fast. It's amazing what they've done, considering their lack of health, to key players, 
not just bench players. You know, it's just I respect the heck out of the the Cavs organization what they've done. In fact, I ran into if anybody remembers Terry Pluto, the writer. Yes, yes. I was at a coffee shop in West Akron with another a friend last summer. It was August or September. And Terry Pluto, because Terry lives on the west side of Akron. Okay. Uh, I've seen him there. And I pointed him out and I said, Terry Pluto. He said, yeah, you're that guy from the radio station. He remembers <laughs> me from working at AKR. He knew I worked at WAKR for 25 years. He didn't remember my name, which is fine because we're not friends. But he remembered me from the radio station. I said, Terry, I'm kind of excited about the Cavs. I think they ought to be really take a couple steps forward. I had no idea they'd be that good. I remember what he said to me. He said, you're the only one. He said, I don't get anybody talking about them. It's crickets. They don't complain either. And he said, that's deadly. You know, when mm. they, when they, they're so uninterested, they don't even complain. That's telling. And I wow. never forget that. And he said, I kind of think they'll be better too. Uh, and I remember that like it was yesterday. And what a, you know, the Cavs have the highest ratings in market of any NBA team. No, the no, highest share. Really? Honest to God. Honest to God. Highest ratings market share of any market. And I can't remember what the, the ratings are, but the Cavs have the highest NBA ratings of any NBA market in the in the league this year. Highest audience levels. Right, right. So, wow, that's that's actually shocking to me, to be honest with you. I just well, never thought surprise. that. surprise. I never thought that. Of course, they're a surprise, but... Outside of that, I just never really thought that they would be that much of a pull. Well, they've been so much better. And, I mean, what is there to do, unless you love walking around in the snow, what is there to do in Ohio <laughs> from November to March? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't. I'd, I would rather cut my head off than watch politics on TV, on, quote, cable, quote, news channels. The coronavirus has been so dominant in our lives. Uh, that's been uh, hectic. Uh, if you watch TV, there's a little bit of TV to watch, some shows. Yeah. But I'd, if you're a sports fan, what else are you going to watch after football's over? After football's over, there's just not a whole lot there. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the Cavs, at least they had a chance to win. It's like the little team that you never figured would ever win, and all of a sudden they're winning it. Oh, my God, how are they doing it? And it was it was a delight to have it on. And it was three, uh, three or four days a week. First time since... Without LeBron, since the miracle of Richfield, that we've made the playoffs? Yep. We're making the playoffs? Yep. yep. Wow. I'm tired of hearing they want him to come back. He left us twice. I, God bless him. Thanks for what he did in the 11 seasons, the one championship. Great for Akron. Wonderful man. But I'm tired of hearing about LeBron James. Well, they're not going to bring him on. back. I moved they're they're going to bring him back. He does want to play, and it would be historic to play a season with the son. Yeah. And now, the I've heard his son's not that good. Really? I, well, compared to LeBron. Well, who? I mean, at this point, every time he steps on the court, he just about breaks another record. It's and unbelievable. He's only second highest scoring player in the history of NBA, and, and other things he does lead. He'll be 38 uh, this coming Christmas time. And that's amazing he can still play at this level, yeah. although he's had more injuries, you know, as the years progress. But you, you gotta he may not play it. again the rest of this week. Because he's his because knees they're, in bad and they're shape. and they're not gonna they're not gonna be in the playoffs. But he, I could see him wanting to play one year with because that would be historic if he played a year with a son. I mean, I can't. I know at least one time when a father and son played on the same baseball team, hmm. Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken mm-hmm. Griffey Sr. 
Yeah, that was fun. And and that and the, for Seattle and and I can't think of a single time in NBA history when a father and son was on the same <clears> team. I don't think it's ever happened. It's hardly even happened with brothers upon occasion mm-hmm. getting on the same team. But a father and son on the same team in, in NBA just it's usually not physically even possible at that point. It's it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Uh but he's moved on, he he, he came back. He was drafted here. Was here for a few years, then left and came back and left again. To me, that's like someone divorcing you. God bless him. Wish him all the help, luck in the world, but I don't want him back. No thanks. And I think he'd only come back here if, if, if the son ended up here. And you know, I, you're right. There was a lot of talk before the All Star break about bring him. Let's bring LeBron James back and. Yeah, you and, want to go back to basketball where you was, have five guys on the floor, LeBron's dribble, 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 and the other four are standing there watching him. Yeah. That's about as exciting as, as staring at a cardboard box well, in the corner. And, and the one guy on, uh, I'm not even sure which one it was, the one guy on, on the fan was saying, am I, they were talking to an ESPN guy, mm-hmm. and said, am I crazy? That I'm like the only one in Northeast Ohio that doesn't want LeBron back. He, no. he didn't know you. And the guy said, yeah, you're crazy, you know, because he does make the whole team better. But he does. That's what, well, he gives that's them standing they, around time while they're watching, waiting for him to shoot. Yeah. All they do. In fact, my wife is, is dumber than a box of rocks about sports. No offense to her, but she's not a sports person. Right. When he was here, he used to say, well, "Why are they all standing there looking at him? Because he won't give up the ball." <laughs> and his shot clock's winding down, six, five, four, three, and then he drives the basket, either gets fouled or makes the shot. Sometimes the ball gets blocked. That happened hundreds of times. Yeah. She said, why are the other guys, why aren't they moving? Why are they standing around on our team? Because he's the one-man show. I'd rather have a team. Basketball is meant to be played by a team, not one player, one yeah. star player. And no matter who they got for him, it was never enough. They didn't yeah. like the he. They did everything he asked them to do, and they still won one game, one championship out of eleven years, and barely won that. Yeah, they came and, back. And I sound like I'm down on him. I think he's been a wonderful source of pride for Akron, but I like team basketball. I like this year's Cavs much better. Yeah, and he would definitely change the dimension of what oh, he we ruined, have going here. He would ruin the chemistry. There would be no chemistry because nobody would ever get their hands on the ball but him. Yep. See what he's done in Los Angeles. They've got all those powerful veterans, and they're all in their mid-30s. They're either hurt or they stand around and watch him. Yeah. And he scores his 30, 35, 38 points, and the Lakers lose. Kind of reminds Do you me, want that? Kind of reminds me of when Kobe Bryant was there towards the end of Kobe his Kobe was more of a team player than LeBron. Was he really? Because I, I, from what I understand, a lot of trades and things like that, he turned down. No, Could you're he? not doing that. You're not doing that. It's Which, powerful. It's powerful when you can be the big deal, I guess. Well, that's true. All right. Speaking of big deal, we got uh, some opening day coming up here for Thursday in Kansas City. It'll probably be 25 degrees out, out there, but <laughs> then they can't complain. Yeah, that's baseball. Just, yeah, that's okay. It, and now is probably a more normal time to be starting the season rather than the third week of March. I don't know why baseball starts so much earlier. Didn't used to. No, it didn't. Never did. I mean, I think it used to start right around the, the middle of the March, and we still had trouble with with uh, weather that that would even snow at times that would yeah. uh, that would interrupt games. I remember at the radio station we did a remote broadcast 
Remember Manners Big Boy? Yeah, yeah. We had one on West Market Street in, in Fairlawn. We did a remote from there, a remote broadcast, and the, the air personality was there, and we were giving away on opening day tickets to the game, the Indians game, that progressive field. And they had seven inches of snow in Fairlawn. <laughs> and the game was stowed out. I don't remember. I think it was the first year at, at the new stadium. Yeah. And, I mean, that can happen. That can, it can, it can that happen. That can happen. But I would like to, if I may, address two issues with our baseball team. Number one, I think I don't understand why people got offended over Indians, but they don't get offended over Atlanta Braves, Indians, Braves. Maybe I'm just ignorant. The people that know me know I'm the least racist type person in the world. I'm just ignorant of that. But they're the guardians. No big deal. I mean, they I th- wanted to change. They changed. Fine. I mean, I mean, I think not it, a big deal. I, I think I s- uh, said before that if they were the guardians for all these years and they changed it to the Indians, they'd have just as much fight over it as as what they're having with this. So just some people refuse to want change, even though. The Indians have been under several different names. I actually heard from a, a, a department manager at Lowe's, uh, the electrical department, uh, the off switches were protesting that the on switches get first first dibs. It's well, not I'm, an off-on switch. It's an on-off switch, and the off side is ticked off. Oh, they're okay. offended. They're offended. Okay. Now I'm making fun. <laughs> if it's that big a deal to people, and that's what they wanted, they changed. That's, if that's my biggest problem in the world, I'll be okay. But the number, I think they, I think they could have done better than Guardians, but the, eh, by doing that, they could have, they could have, uh, they, they kept a lot of the block lettering and things like that, and, uh, looks a lot like the well, Indians the, lettering and such. But the main thing is, the Cleveland Guardians are not going to win the World Series or even compete for a World Series anytime soon. And to those people that are mad that they didn't go out and spend hundreds of millions of dollars on two-star players, it's like if you have a car with 600,000 miles on the engine and you have the uh, windows tinted and thinking that's going to make a difference. Why spend all the money for a couple of players that aren't going to really make a significant difference? Just to to blow your money away? I almost used a three-letter word that rhymes with hiss. Why throw the money away? I'd rather see them build from within. Then when they get close, get close, then spend the money on a couple of free agents that, that bump you over the top. Getting mad at the Dolans. There's no salary cap. The Cleveland Guardians have 25% above team revenues compared to the Yankees. Yankees right. do $1.25 billion in total annual revenues. The L.A. teams are well over a billion dollars. If the Guardians do three hundred million, four hundred million, that's good. That's total revenues into their business as a baseball team. Right. You can't spend what you don't have. Right. They'd be out of business soon. And uh, I mean, would I like to see them do more? Well, yeah, but the only way they can do is do what the Cavs did: grow from within through the draft uh, even, and uh, development. Terry Pluto lately is. That he doesn't think that the Guardians are going to be as bad as what everybody thinks they're going. But they're to be. not. They're not a legitimate World Series. Contender. No, no, they're no, too no, young. no, no. It's just that the youngest you know, they, team this, in baseball, and they're going to be the youngest team again this year. He says, but again, they're young, but they're they have they're growing. I'm looking at the Akron Rubber Ducks roster, and I follow the minor leagues as you might remember. 
we're going to have the Indians or the Guardians number one pitching prospect, Daniel Espino, 6'2", 21 years old, starting pitcher, grew up in Panama, moved to the United States, throws 102 miles an hour. <laughs> He's what built goodness. like a fullback. Oh, my goodness. Like 230 pounds. He's a little stinker compared to these big six five six six yeah, guys. Yeah, 102 miles an hour. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we have two or three number one draft picks. Um, Josh Naylor's brother, Bo Naylor, will be the starting catcher. We have probably the, the future shortstop of, of the Guardians, Brian Rocio, at 21 years old, will play in Akron. Uh, the right fielder, who is a Manny Ramirez lookalike, George Valera. Can he count? Uh, I don't know what he can count. All I know is he hits. <laughs> he's got a lot of power, and he has a cannon in right field. Okay. So he's similar to what Manny was when he was coming up. The Akron Rubber Ducks are going to be a great team to watch, and they won the championship in their division, in their league last year. You're looking for them to obviously to do that again with that. I don't but know. Like a, I don't know well, about except the, that. Except that you know, if they're that good, you know they're going to end up at Triple A before long. Probably not because they're younger. Oh, okay. They're all in their early twenties. They're this is their first year uh that high in the league. This should be it's a, and again, baseball and basketball is like music or reading or <laughs> exercise or whatever you bowling. It's a hobby. It's a it's a diversion. It, it gets you away from uh uh the routine of, of life, everyday life. Pets. Yeah, we all we all have something we enjoy doing. We love doing, and baseball and basketball are two of the fun things. And but the Guardians will be interesting to watch. Uh, I just read somewhere where they were ESPN gave them an F for off season for off season, but they're not the only ones that did that. And know. they said they barely win seventy four games. Well, they won 80, 80 games last year with a with their four fifths of their pitching rotation out most right. of the year. Right, and that's what's going to keep us in there. Now the, they, they did some extending there. They did some. Uh, well, they're working on Jose Ramirez. They're working on extending him. Is, is that one of the reasons they didn't spend a lot of money? Is that they'd have something to try and? Well, they're, entice they're him too. With? They're too far away from contending. Why okay. would you give one or two players fifty percent of your payroll on a twenty-five player team or twenty-eight in this case? I don't know. Let me ask the Browns. Oh, <laughs> you know I don't like football. The two sports talk stations in in Cleveland. The AM and the FM, all they talk about is the Browns. And when I get in the car to go to the store or something like that, I'll turn it on just in case they might, heaven help us, talk five minutes about basketball or baseball. As soon as I hear them say, bake, they don't even say, er, and I'm gone. Yeah. I don't care about the Browns. I'm not interested in football. I don't read the stories. I don't watch the games. I don't care if the National Football League closes and goes out of business. It will not change my life. I respect the people that love it. I'm not one of them. It's just I have other interests. Yeah. I don't want to have sports 24 hours a day, 365 days a year in my life. Six months of baseball, six months of basketball. The two seasons kind of overlap. It's nice to have a few months with nothing. And I just I'm I'm not interested in football. I hope they do well for the people and for the the team and the area and the people that love it. It's just. I'd like to hear the sports talk stations devote some time. I mean, literally, it's 95% of the time they talk about football. Yeah. I know a salesperson who works for uh, Odyssey <clears throat> Broadcasting that owns 92.3 The Fan. Okay. And he, like me, was an ex-disc jockey that got into advertising sales in the middle of his career. And I've said to him, his name is Buck, I said, Buck, 
don't they ever talk about the Indians? And don't they ever, guardians, don't they ever talk about the calves? He said most of the time they don't because the people that call, that's all they want to talk about. Well, and that's one thing I was, uh, listen, I think they, again, on the fan, the guy was trying to bring out any other kind of conversation but football, but everybody wanted to talk football. But are, do callers, the most highly active <clears throat> beings, reflect the interest of the people who never call? Any radio station, I, I they, which is 95% of right, the population, right. never call. They, they, they will never How call do you their, their know? Lawyer. Well, the, the bottom line, they have to respond to who is responding. Are groupies <clears throat> at a rock concert reflective of people that just go to the concert? How do you know that? They're well, passionate but, about but it. But if they're going to the concert, they're getting reaction. I mean, they're not getting the groupie reaction, but they're getting the reaction and stuff to but what they do. But at least you have a gauge there. But in right. these talk radio stations, well, they but, don't know who's right. listening, and they, they they assume the highly active callers are the same as the listeners. I think if that would be the case, then the uh, uh, they call it the rock. Uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse would be empty, and the baseball stadium would be empty, and they'd all be down at... And Terry Pluto made a statement once. He said, this town is so crazy about football, you could put an orange helmet in the middle of the street and thousands would line up to see or hear what the orange helmet had to say. It's just, I think it's insane. I think the other, the <clears throat> professional baseball starts in Cleveland. There's only 30 markets in the whole country that have professional baseball, 30 teams. They're not talking about it. The Cavs are going to the playoffs for the first time without LeBron since the eight what nineties. Yeah, nobody's hardly talking about it. Maybe, eighties, I think. Maybe two hours a day out of twenty-four. Yeah, but I, they can't just, get the people to call in. But the callers are not a reflection of the act well, of interest but, of the in. Uh, right, I understand, but they still have to respond to what the callers are actually saying. But, but why don't you talk about basketball and see if people will call? And if they don't, how do you know they're not still listening? All I know is when these talk stations they used to have five shares, now they have ones and twos. Yeah. What does that tell you? You know. But that's the same for any talk station, whether it be sports or non-sports. You have to respond to the people that are that are actually calling. I got to give you a sidebar story, and this isn't a personal thing. This is just the way the industry is. I won't say where it is, but I know. Several people I've known since the 70s that work for this independently owned talk radio station. And it's like most talk radio anymore. It's all right wing. Anytime they have a hangnail, it's because of the Democrats. You know me. I'm not much on either party. No, you're not. But they pound away and they're ridiculous. It's like a sideshow. And most talk stations are like that because that's what people want to hear. Right. Anyway, I asked these guys when I saw them a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, I said, isn't it embarrassing? This is a big show. And they say, and I said, you have two owners who are Jewish Democrats. God bless them. He said they laugh all the way to the bank. They mm. consider the listeners idiots. Okay. Because they, the, the, anything they say, they believe anything they tell them, and it's all showbiz. It's not real. That's, to me, about the same way as sports talk saying they're only going to talk about football. Because the only people calling are talking about football. And, of course, the callers have to 100% reflect the interest of the listeners who never call. Yeah. I think that's stupid. But that's just me. 
you know, what do I know? I was only in the industry 45 years. I probably don't know anything. <laughs> you learn a few things when you do sure. things. With something we learned, I worked for music radio stations. But the people would call and request 500 times for a song in a week. And the song came in at like number 78 on the national charts. Mm-hmm. If all you listened to was callers, you'd think that was a smash. But it yeah. wasn't. It was yeah. the same handful of people calling over uh-huh. and over and over. I think it's the same with sports talk and the topics that that creates and with these these news talk radio stations where people call in to complain. It's only one-sided politics. You know, if we only had one political party that was good and one was bad, you would think the public would say, I'm not going to vote for that bad party ever again. Why does it keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? To me, there's not much difference. In a, um, they just make a lot of promises. And then sports talk stations only talking about one subject when you have three major league sports, four if you consider hockey once in a while. I, I think you're not doing a you're doing a disservice to the audience. But that's just me, you know. So I don't listen. Yeah. I don't listen. I tune it in as soon as they start talking about something that I'm not interested. I'm gone. I just shut the radio off. Okay. Um, let's take a look at uh, our, our guardians this year. Hmm. Yeah, I think you got that there, do you? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, it's biggest, pretty easy to memorize, but biggest question is what's going on in the outfield. I guess. Yeah, what you see is what you get. Is that, but that's what we. That, isn't that always the biggest question of this team? The pitching should be <clears throat> outstanding. Uh, they're going to win or lose a lot of games, three to two, four to three. Uh, they probably won't get blown out that much because even the bullpen's not that bad. If if we don't get the injuries we got last year, well, you could say that for any team. But, uh, I mean, you're going to get injuries, but boy, we got hit, did we not, last year? Well, just really? like the Cavs this year. Yeah. And, and that's another discussion I have with another friend of mine about sports injuries. I don't follow football, <laughs> but has football had as many, excuse me, as basketball and baseball? Um, is it about the same as it always is? Probably about the same, yeah. Well, basketball and baseball is definitely different. When you look at the Guardians starting lineup, oh, really, their position players, to open the season, they'll give them 28 players for the first month. Then it cuts back to a 26-person roster. Right now, we have 14 position players and 14 pitchers. Wow. Uh, well, there's usually 13. There's usually right. 25. Right. So it's not a whole lot different. Really, other than Jose Ramirez and Reyes, and if you count Straw, the center fielder, who's an average hitter but a great defensive player, right? we don't really have much of anything. Otherwise, Bradley strikes out 200 times a year. He'll hit 25 home runs. Uh, Chang is will be the second baseman. He's out of options. That's the only reason he's still here. He's unproven. On uh, the Jimenez will probably start at short. He's a young prospect. Rosario Rosario will start. He was our shortstop last year. Is going to be the left fielder. And Zimmer's 29 years old, and I, I kind of think he's... He's just going to be let go? No, he's going to be the right fielder. He's starting the season with him. Um, I believe that after the first month or so, you might see him getting released. He's out of options, too. That's why he's back. And everybody else in the starting uh, I mean, you've always 14, seen him since we first talked about Bradley Zimmer as the four... Oh, five, four, five, six years. He's hurt all the time. Well, is that, and, and he's so great in AAA... That, that, That's called a 4A player. Yeah, they're is, good enough for they're too good for AAA, but not, not quite good enough, good enough for, the majors. for the majors. Yeah, but the pitching is that should be big great. of a difference. Supposedly there is. 
when um, when you know half the pop half the pitching at AAA is very very good, and when almost everybody at the major leagues is exceptional. Usually, people that play in major league baseball were the best athlete in their city okay. where they grew up. That's what I've heard. As far as uh, the pitching staff, you know the starters would be as good as anybody in the majors. We've got two pitchers, um, two bullpen guys, one a lefty, uh, G-O-S-E, Gauss. Okay. I don't know how they pronounce it. He's a converted outfielder. He's 29. He throws 102 miles an hour. He's a left-hander. And Classe, who was just signed to an extension, throws 102 miles an hour, the closer. Uh, we've got heat. Uh, Brian Shaw's back. He had more appearances at age 33. He does not throw 102 miles. No, but he had, <laughs> he had, um, he's a middle reliever who had more appearances than any reliever in Major League Baseball last year. He's very durable. He's back. And we have three or four rookies with high ceilings. Uh, but the, the key to uh, the Guardians this year is they're going to have probably good defense and low run scoring. Because, again, Ramirez turned down uh, five years, $202 million, I just heard. Okay. Um, it was like 20, it was like $18 million a year. He's not going to sign for that. He's probably going to get 25. They're in the negotiating process. They're hoping by opening day to have Jose Ramirez signed, uh, rather than to an extension, to an extent five year extension, four to five year extension. Uh, so we don't have another Lindor situation. But I think this this coming off season. I know we're all so sick of hearing this, but when you live, when you root for a team that's in a medium revenue market, there's only so much money to spend. Yeah. If you give two players half your payroll. Where do you have the money to sign other people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it, it's much like a, a local business; it gets overextended. They buy a too fancy building, or they uh, buy too many supplies. If you end up bankrupting yourself as a business, you're not going to be around anyway. So it's frustrating for those of us to see the Yankees and the other big teams spending through the nose, but when their revenues are four to five times. That of the Guardians because of market size. Right. What are you going to do? Uh, well, because most of the money you get in is going to be, in, in those cases, it's it's cable companies fighting for and, and New York. Rates. New York has multiple, what five different cable companies that fight for their broadcast rights. And no, if they, they don't have the Yankees, a lot of people won't sign up for them. The New York Metro has eighteen million people. The Cleveland Metro has two million people. Yeah. 18 million, 2 million. Who has more financial clout? Hmm, 18 million yeah. citizens or 2 million? <laughs> I mean, it's it really, when you put it that way, it makes sense. Yeah. You know. Especially with no salary cap. Well, that's, baseball doesn't because the Major League Players Association won't sign. They have the most, they're said to be the most powerful hmm. labor union on the face of the earth. Major League Baseball Players Association. Now, the oh. COVID uh, extra inning stuff is all over, right? They're, they're, they're oh, I can't. Full, I full. think they're still going to start with uh, I, if it's tied in the tenth inning with the player uh, runner on second. Isn't that stupid? It is. But the good it, thing is the DH is all over baseball, right? Yeah, because well, we were playing them the whole time. You know, and, at least one game every day you're playing American and National League, and you're playing different rules. Do you know who the Guardians open time. up against? Their home opener on the fifteenth of April, the hmm. San Francisco Giants. It's an interleague game. It's and, never yeah. happened before. Wow, that's 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 the home opener. Yeah, 
there's so many great, like I said earlier, hobbies, David, well, for all of us. Some people golf, some people bowl, collect stamps. I don't know. Read. I mean, uh, this sports is just another hobby, and it's not. You know, you want to be passionate and want your team to win, but it's just sports. I just it's always just hobbies. Thought the starting somebody off on second base in scoring position wrong because how many times did a team win a game by not getting a hit? I don't know. I don't but know. But it happened. It happened uh, several times. Major League well, Baseball has gonna... a problem with younger fans, and they think speeding up the game will make it more exciting. You know why at Progressive Field they created the corner bar in right field? You know what that is? You stand. There's no tables. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. You have to stand, and they, there's tables, but there's no chairs. You you pay, uh, what is it, $20, $30. You get your first drink free. It's a socializing thing. They have TVs hanging from the ceiling in the right field corner. And there's no chairs. There's no chairs. There's tables. Okay. You just stand around and walk around, talk to people. It's socializing. Why do you they think they took six or seven thousand seats away to create that out of the stadium? Well, it must be a demand for that. Find anybody over thirty-five, over thirty-five out the corner bar. They think that will attract younger people. Now, to me, if I'm going to stand up and drink. I'd rather go to a sports bar and watch it on television right. rather than drive downtown, pay to outrageous parking prices, get a ticket to go in the ball game, and stand in basically a sports bar in the corner. I don't understand the thinking, but if that's what people want to do, it drives fans into the game, and it creates revenue for the team. And every team is well, a business. I'm not going to argue with that. Got to have money to pay the players. Yeah. So, and the, I, mean, I just always thought that second base thing was... I think if, it's if stupid do too. It, I think if you if you had to do that, start them on first base. At least you'd have to steal second in order to put you in, in scoring position. Can you imagine in overtime in a football game if whoever, rather than having, I don't remember how they determine who gets the ball, who kicks yeah, off and who doesn't. Another coin, a Let's coin say off. you started at the 50-yard line. Would people think that was nuts? Yeah. I think it would. Rather than kick? Well, to me, that's the equivalent of doing that. Yeah. The fifty or forty yard line of your opponent as you go into overtime. Yeah. That's that's teeing it up for it. Yeah. But that's what baseball wants because they 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 don't need sixty seventy year old fans because we will pass away eventually. They they want to be businesses twenty thirty forty years from now. And to me, it's there's going to be some businesses maybe like professional sports that will go. I personally believe David the future of pro sports is tiny stadiums, eight ten thousand people, and it'll all be pay-per-view cable. It won't even be free. You'll pay to well, watch on TV. To watch the Indians or the Cavs, you have to be, have a certain cable channel. But and that's you not will, a free channel. It's going to be on, I think it'll be a pay-per-view. Okay. That's what a lot of rock artists are doing now, since record companies, you don't buy CDs anymore. Yeah. Some of these rock artists... They wanted, they want their concerts on cable, uh, on television, on satellite, because they have a potential worldwide audience. Why screw around with 30, 40,000 people in Blossom Music Center or at a football stadium when you have a potential worldwide audience at, say, 20 bucks uh, a ticket and you yeah. get a one-time, uh, password and you watch on your big screen TV with big speakers and you watch Sting from London or, yeah. uh, what a Maroon 5 from Tokyo. Yeah. Did you know that's a new thing? I know we're getting off the subject What's here. That? Rock artists don't want to appear in stadiums anymore. I, they want to pay, appear worldwide, pay for your view, hmm. and charge. You pay 
through your cable system or your satellite system. An extra fee for the right to watch that concert. And it activates during the concert, the pre, during the concert and post, and then disconnects and it deducts from your credit card. Jeez. Imagine you could have 10 million people watching all over you the could. world. You could. Rather yeah. than 20,000 people at Blossom, let's say. The world's changing, man. The technology, the Internet's changed the world, and some like it, some don't, but it's here. Yeah. It's here. And uh, unfortunately, it can be used for evil sometimes or profiteering, but sometimes maybe it can be used for good, too, in entertainment. Uh, to me, not having to drive to downtown Cleveland, I walk mean, half a mile after paying to park. For, for 20 bucks a ticket, you know, uh, to watch it online uh, on a pay-per-view event really isn't bad when you consider, you know, like the Eagles were up at Cleveland at the... I don't even know what to call it anymore. The the Q, it's not the Q anymore. The Rock. The Rock, okay. Oh, yeah. Rocket, Rocket. Mortgage. The, the Rock. Anyway. But uh, that's supposedly. You could, but you could buy a ticket. It could You could buy a ticket for over $1,000, and that was going through their own box office. But imagine they could so, charge 25 30 bucks, and for, you have a world. You could be in 180 countries watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was saying. They could make more, and actually it would benefit you because it would cost you less. If, if you're talking about really about. $20. With flat screen TVs and fancy speakers and, you know, the kitchen's 20 feet away if you want a pop or a beer or, or you know, have to go to the bathroom or something. With that type quality of, of uh, Internet streaming service or satellite, the sound quality is great. And now you don't have the camaraderie of people being together. But for the bands, it's fantastic because, again, you have a potential worldwide market. I think baseball and basketball and football, we had that way. Eventually, it'll be pay-per-view. Wow. That's sad. It's different. <laughs> it's different. It's, it's, there's a, it's hard for older people to, when they're used to something 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years to have the basic things in life change. How many people thought they would call the grocery store, call in an order, or send it online, and you'd pick it up and they'd put it in your car? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And people don't even think anything of that anymore. No. Nope. It's a different world. Uh, especially with when the pandemic hit, the world really changed a lot I, I think the thing is with this technology with respect to sports and entertainment etc you know how you protect it from evil good people be decent decent human beings no. be good to each other and uh, don't take advantage of others uh, the world is different but it's not necessarily that change the internet's just changed the way we communicate with each now, other and where we get the way we get information I got a question now is the clock going to be going on pictures this year supposedly Okay. Between pitches. And there's only so many times he can throw back. Three times the catcher can go out to the mound. Uh, but, I mean, the, the even the, yeah. if you throw him back to the home first base to keep the runner close or whatever. Uh, and uh, the batter can't do a, like a Mike Hargrove and step out of the batter's box after every pitch. Yeah. They'll be called called out. I forget how, exactly what the rules are. There's some wacky rules. The one I don't now, like is the one you don't like. They, it tied after 10, go to the 10th inning, the runner now, in second. That's dumb. Again, one that was they were thinking of installing, did they install it where a pitcher had to pitch to three? That's still here. Is that still here? I know. Okay. Relief pitcher. And supposedly. Unless uh, it finishes out, out of an inning. In yeah. one of the minor leagues, I don't remember whether it's the Texas League or whatever they have, they will have robot home plate umpires calling balls and strikes. I think they trust that. No, there's a. An electronic uh, pitch caller. Now they're toying with. Now it's not. That's not the same thing. It's a thing between the catcher and the pitcher where 
they will excuse me and they're they're they're, they're testing out in the minors right now and so and in the spring season they've had some major league players testing out there where that instead of using all those signals that people can steal or whatever they uh are, are they have like wristband yeah and that's and sorry. and it's on the helm or on the hat of the pitcher and on the wristband of the catcher yeah yep. Uh, I, I, what have you really heard about? I hadn't heard about that till I read about it. Well, that's not a rule change. You're allowed no, to no, do that's that. not a rule change. It, that's been going on for a number of years. Oh, has it in the minors? Yeah, you can see if you see the close up of the catcher, you can see him flip something up like it's what do they call that Velcro? Velcro yeah. to their arm. Yeah, and they just flip it up, look at it, and then close it up. It's okay. like a little little thing on their arm. Okay, it's pretty crazy. Kind of like a, a fancy wristband in a sense. You might say. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I wasn't really aware of that until I, I, I caught that and wanted to share that uh, here. So the Guardians will be, they're going to go as far as they're pitching. Uh, they're hitting, they're painfully weak. They're either young or journeymen, other than Ramirez and uh, Reyes. Uh, a lot of low-scoring games. And if they don't catch the ball, they won't win. If they don't pitch well, they won't win. They just don't have the hitting. Uh, they're either... Marginal play, journeyman players or inexperienced young players. Now, anything can happen. Look at the Cavs. I think the Cavs had a more solid plan because they had the right pieces in place. Um, the Guardians are just hoping to get close. We've got a, a number eight or nine cr- absolutely tremendous prospects at AA and AAA. If half of them or a third of them come through, the Indians could be a serious contender, I would say, two to three years. But the next, this year and next year, the in, the Guardians are not legitimate, likely major league World Series co- competitors. Playoff? As crazy as the playoff system is, with eight nine teams involved, you never know. They're a lot like basketball with the play in. There's about, about a bunch of teams make it. Yeah. All right. But I, they're not going to win the World Series. They just don't have the talent yet. They will. But again. That's what you have when you have to rely on growing your team through drafting and developing your own players. When you don't have the revenue to go out and just sign experienced veterans for $150, $200 million. And there are a lot of teams that are that size. Did you hear uh, Max Scherzer, who's 37, that they still owe like $190 million to? is hurt and won't start the season. $190. Or $180. Yeah. And the Tigers are still playing that. Who's the third baseman, first baseman that signed 10 years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget his name. But, they, but he, they're paying him so much that he'll nobody be four, will trade him. He'll be 43, and he still has two years left at, at almost $30 million a year. Wow. Uh, it just God those, bless him. Good for him. Yeah, I guess. Anyone stupid enough to do that, take it. Well, that's, the, that's the owners, right? It's their money, their business. Nothing wrong with that. Unless they bury their own. Just don't get too upset if you're rooting for a team in a smaller revenue market because they just can't compete. Be fair with them. Be reasonable. It still should be fun. And go see the rubber ducks if you're in. So we went through the outfield. Who's in our infield before we get. Uh, Hedges is our starting catcher. Good defensive catcher. Can't hit hit worth a darn. Occasionally hit a home run. Bradley, the first baseman, uh, left handed swinger, strikes out two times uh, a game. If he hits one, it goes a long way. Chang, a veteran utility player, 25, 26 years old, will be the second baseman. Jose Ramirez, our perennial all-star. And Andres uh, uh, Jimenez came over in the Lindor trade, will be the starting shortstop as Rosario moves to left from short. 
Okay. Then Straw and Center and Zimmer and Wright. And, of course, Reyes. Reyes, I understand, married a young lady from the east side of Cleveland, Lind, uh, Lindhurst or something like that. Okay. And he's just a laughs all the time, happy all the time, uh, very positive. The players just love him. And look, watch for Ernie Clement, the utility infielder. Okay. Outstanding glove. Oh, man. So he doesn't have a bat enough over to make a regular yeah, lineup? It's okay. But he's, he's bet, he, this could be a breakout season for him. He's, he's profiled as a utility, as a super utility player. Can play every position on the, on the, he even pitched an inning or two last year. Did he really? <laughs> he, he, he's not a catcher, but he plays every infield and outfield position. He's Terry Francona's type player. You can go wherever you, wherever you, wherever you want. Wow. And Josh Naylor, the right fielder that got hurt, will start on the disabled list, but he should be back uh, probably 20 games in. Okay. So. And, and there are a lot of people weren't necessarily expecting him back that soon. Yeah, it's been almost a year, so he should be back. Uh, go Cavs, go Guardians, and everybody else have a, a wonderful spring, and maybe we'll talk to you in the summer sometime. And Tim, thanks for being here. Appreciate you asking.